Wanda. What do you know about the multiverse? Viz had his theories. He believed it was dangerous. He was right. I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the superverse. Well, it was the big one. The one we've all been waiting for. The big one indeed. Did it meet expectations? I think so. Let's discuss. Of course, the big one that we speak of is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, this is this has been a long-awaited sequel. We have not had a Doctor Strange movie in six years. The Which entire no one was really complaining about. I mean, except for <laughs> I mean a couple of the die-hard Doctor Strange fans. But you know, when you have an entire Spider-Man trilogy happening between the two movies, it was always going to be a big order for them to have to just you know bring things back to this character who has not had. I mean, he had a lot of screen time in Infinity War, but we haven't revisited him and his own, like, what's going on in his little corner of life in a long time. And things have changed since they started planning this movie. It was supposed to come out before Spider-Man No Way Home, and that would have significantly changed uh, the approach to the multiverse. And I think it's interesting to think about uh, how they have had to course correct. Do you think it would have changed that much? Well, the one thing that I do know is that America Chavez would have been the one to do the uh, portal stuff, not Ned. That was the original plan. America Chavez would have shown up in it and had oh, the in ability, Spider-Man's yeah, movie. and brought in the other Peter Parkers. But other than that, I don't know. I mean, you know that they there was clearly like some reshoots done for this movie, and one of those was the line about Spider-Man being involved in a multiversal event. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought that this movie was going to be more a result of what happened in Spider-Man, but I liked that it wasn't. I liked that this was its own problem, that it wasn't because of what happened in Spider-Man. Yeah, like, I think that would have made sense if if Spider-Man coming first had originally been the plan. Maybe that's how it would have gone. But this was supposed to kind of be, like, the introduction uh, of the audience to the multiverse. So interesting to see how between this spider-man and loki how the multiverse is being approached from different angles in the mcu and a lot of people also thought that the loki side of things would tie into this more but it's pretty unrelated i was thinking about that like right before it started or like i guess during the day i was like i wonder if they're gonna try and link this with what's happening with uh khan or whatever yeah kang um, and again, it would have been way too much. And like when I don't know if they're ready to open up the can of worms that they started in Loki. And luckily, because Loki happens outside of time, they can decide to bring that in whenever they want. Yeah, pretty much. I was thinking about it. And the only way that you could, you know, see how the two are related is that if Loki, if the events of Loki had not taken place, then the TVA might have a bone to pick with a couple of things that happened in this movie, but because they are no longer a factor uh, because the whole thing with the TVA was, you know, trying to stop another multiversal war from breaking out. And uh, apparently the mention of incursions, which comes up a handful of times in this movie is a concept that directly ties into the major multiversal war event that happened in the comics so things are already starting to go in the direction that he who remains slash Kang was trying to stop with the TVA. So I would hedge my bets that it's going to be another couple of years before anything comes to a head about it. But I think the uh, the concepts from both this and Loki will cross over soon enough. All right, well, let's talk about the movie at hand. Yeah, so there's a lot to talk about. Uh, in all, in two hours, uh, they squeezed in so much, and my notes just kind of ping pong all over the plot. Uh, we just saw this last night, um, Thursday night previews, of course, and we were recording this the next day, Friday. Tried to take as many notes as I possibly could as soon as the movie ended, because uh, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to like have a notepad out in front of me taking notes during the movie, but I mean, 
first things first. To me, I know that there are a lot of people that really enjoyed the first movie. I liked this way more off the bat. Like, that's not not really a question for me. And I I think based on like what I've already seen, there are some people making the argument that the first one worked better as a movie. Like maybe that it's not better, like more enjoyable, but just like structure, maybe the writing wise. I think there's points to be made there. But for me, just like in the moment and rewatchability, I'm going to pick this one every time. Oh, yeah, I think. I'm excited to rewatch this movie, which I haven't said about a Marvel movie in a while. Not not to say like I don't want to rewatch them, but like I think that I, we're gonna get so much more out of a second rewatch. Definitely. Um, There's there was so much happening at such a fast pace that I am sure I missed something. I also think that I have been obviously critical of the other Doctor Strange, the first Doctor Strange movie, but I do recognize like. It's an origin story of a not very well-known character. They had to do a lot to get him to a place of Sorcerer Supreme in one movie where he's like a doctor living his life. So, And he is becoming such an important character in the MCU that they had a lot of work to do in that movie. And it's like almost fine that it was bad or like not that great because they had to get it out of the way. And yeah. then he's been such a fun character in these other movies that's like, have your like, just meh origin story so that way we can play with you in the universe, yeah. which is what they are doing. It's pretty crazy that it was less than two years from his movie until Infinity War, in which he was so integral. And, you know, he wasn't in Endgame that much, but I think... I don't know how many people went to go see the first movie. I don't think it was one of Marvel's best performing ones, unsurprisingly. But I think this one is already on track to like beat pre-sales of like most of the other recent movies. People not Spider Man though. Probably not Spider Man, but people know and like Doctor Strange now, which is pretty crazy. Well, and this movie has been really hyped up. Like the whole idea of the multiverse. I think there's not as large of a fan base, but. Um, you know, Scarlet Witch definitely has like a very strong base. For sure. That's going to get a lot of people in. I think a lot of people like randomly watched WandaVision because it was the first Disney Plus show. Um, All the people that had it from The Mandalorian, they're like, okay, I'll watch this now. And it really ties in well with WandaVision better than I thought it was going to. Like, I didn't know how they were going to address WandaVision and they didn't really, but like it set up her her where she is mentally as a character in this movie so well definitely yeah it was pretty impressive um this is the first uh proof kind of of the disney plus shows crossing into movies and i'm interested in seeing if they go this hard with combining any of the other ones um so one of the big things that i took away was that the director changed. The first movie was directed by Scott Derrickson, who had done a couple horror movies before taking on Doctor Strange. Um, I think he did, yeah, he did The Exorcism of Emily Rose and Sinister, a couple other things. Um, the first Doctor Strange was kind of trippy, but I didn't take it that much horror stuff away from it. I think they had kind of hyped it up to be that before it came out. Uh, but so when he left this project, they brought in Sam. This one could have been way more horror. Yeah. If they had wanted to go that way. I think, I think, I mean, Sam Raimi, who they brought in as the replacement, is like, you know, old school horror, like stuff of legends, like Evil Dead. And he definitely made his mark on this. I mean, the the cinematography, there were the camera angles, the editing, and like the little like music cues. And most notably to me, Christine literally like launching a flamethrower at demons from hell while saying, go back to hell. I was like, this is the most Sam Raimi thing I've ever seen. The worst part of this movie was there were some really bad lines, like the, really corny. I, I don't know if they were yeah, bad. Like it the, felt very comic-y. The script was pretty it rough. It was a comic book movie. But the writing was pretty rough. It was not its strong suit. I would say that the movie was so fun and had so much going on that it didn't bother me that much. But I mean, the guy that did this was, he was the writer on Loki and also Rick and Morty. 
And I thought, you know, I've never watched Rick and Morty in my life, but the writing on Loki, I thought was pretty solid. Um, but I think he definitely dropped the ball here a little bit. And like, I can forgive like the goofier moments, but like it was more so when it's trying to come across as genuine and it's just, it wasn't really clicking, but it didn't bother me that much. Um, yeah, I mean, we're going to get into the plot and our <laughs> Illuminati plot, but those, even though that was like the fan service part, like those were some of the worst lines. And I was like, this is ruining this, like what's supposed to be kind of like a gift to the audience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like thinking about that while I was watching it, which I was like mad that I was even like criticizing it because it is supposed to be like this, like very fun thing that they were doing. Right. I mean, not the whole thing, but, but I mean, we'll, let's, maybe we'll get to that in a second. We'll talk about some of the other stuff first. Um, well, I wanted to just spend a little bit of time with our girl, Scarlet Witch. Yeah, let's talk about it. Um, Elizabeth Olsen, Wanda, although we don't get very much of Wanda. Um, so I've really been on record saying that I didn't want an evil Wanda. I wanted her to be good. And it was really cool to get to see her flex her powers in this, which we wouldn't get if she was like she'd be a, holding back a hero role. So like it was honestly incredible watching what she got to do in this movie and her fight scenes, which she's in almost every fight scene was wild. Like I thought that was some of the best stuff we've seen in a while. Oh, yeah. When she was done being reasonable. Uh, she got to do some really cool shit. I mean, yeah, I was I wasn't sure uh, how far they were going to take her as a villain because it was it seemed like at the end of WandaVision, we were left off with she was in a bit of a gray area where obviously she had just mentally enslaved a town for however long it was pieced out. Seemed like she was maybe, like, she did have regrets about that. Yeah, I was going to say, she seemed remorseful, but she hadn't had the dark hold yet. Yeah, and I think that was, I, I'm going to say that I wish they had done a little bit more with that before the movie really got into the swing of things, because her being corrupted by the dark hold is so important to, like, why she did as much as she did. Um, but this, the movie starts so fast, and it's, like, the first scene that we get with Wanda, she's like already like fully corrupted. So I was like, but I we don't know that at first. We, we don't. Well, I just wanted to talk about that moment where it's fake. Yeah. 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 I mean, super cool moment. I mean, great reveal. Uh, I actually know that somebody on Reddit, maybe not originally from Reddit, but somebody online called that moment from when the first trailer was released because they noticed that, they had a scene from her like in the apple orchard with with Stephen Strange. I almost called him just Stephen. That's not right. And then they also had the bit where Wanda's like, that just doesn't seem fair. And they were like, Doctor Strange is wearing the same clothes in this scene. So like, this is definitely going to be like an illusion that she's. Put yeah. Out. And I was like, oh, shit. It was really sad, though, when she broke the illusion because I was like, oh, wow, what a. You know, we want to see Wanda like, like that. Yeah. Um, and then, like, just how dark it was. Like, everything's destroyed around her. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, like, devastating, but we got a really cool villain out of it. And a villain with, like, a good um, a good reason to be doing what she was doing. A good motivation. Um, like, wanting to be in a world with her kids who we understand why she wants that from seeing WandaVision so um I don't know I thought I thought that they did that well I do have questions about the dark is it the dark hold yeah so like at one point it gets destroyed the book but that's not enough to um so I, I let guess her out of her spell of it basically yeah I think it's just like it, it you don't necessarily need to be actively using it because like obviously Doctor Strange uses it once and now he's got a third eye on his forehead. He's not going to be able to don't get rid of probably. That. But um yeah, I think it I think it sticks with you. I mean, and we don't even know because I'm assuming that she will return in some capacity. I don't I don't know if it'll be 616 universe 
Wanda. It could be somebody else entirely. That's going to be confusing. Yeah. I don't know how much <laughs> they're going to really try to balance that. But, you know, now that the source of the Darkhold has been destroyed, um, I don't even know if Wanda would have really recovered or if she just had, like, enough of a moment of cognizance to, like, do what she had to do. But if she had like, you know, if she walks away, like, is she still going to be having residual effects from it? I don't know. I mean, I guess so. And then I think the whole thing is like your nails turn black. Yeah, I guess like her fingers almost. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the fingers. And like, I don't I don't know if that's coming off. You know? Yeah, that might be permanent. Um, yeah, it also it's so funny seeing so much um, stock put into like this Darkhold plot after watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because the dark hold is such an important thing in the fourth season of that. <laughs> and I don't think, uh, they, there's no continuity there. As far as I know, I don't, I don't think the people that decided to put the dark hold in WandaVision took that into account. Um, much to the chagrin of some people on Reddit, they will tell you otherwise, but now, you know, they've established that there's multiple dark holds and whatnot, you know, right. anything is well, possible. In every universe. Right. Um, is the, house that the other wanda is in is it the same house from from wandavision yeah. i think it is i think it was just a different angle yeah but i think the staircase is in the same yeah place. that's what i was thinking and like the kitchen and stuff yeah um which i like that touch me too but my thought is where's vision in these other universes i think vision always dies yeah i guess because but he, like he dies but then how did how does she have the kids exactly i mean though they can easily explain it just by being like the infinite multiverse is there's always going to be something that happens and they could explain it away however however they wanted it. it doesn't really matter but that was kind of tied together in wandavision because it was part of the same hex so i don't know yeah but there was like this understanding i feel like acceptance from the audience that like vision can't be real and right. like vision has died but like at least i wasn't willing to accept that the kids were also like i was like that that doesn't seem right and obviously it doesn't seem right to wanda either like yeah yeah do you think that um i've seen some discussion uh i think generally speaking people like how scarlet witch was handled but also some folks thought that this was uh kind of a betrayal of her like character development in wandavision um i've seen some people be like this doesn't make any sense for her to be like going this hard in a villainous direction and i think so much of it can be chalked up to the dark hold so i think that's kind of a, a difference in how people feel about how they handled like the dark hold corruption part of the plot yeah i don't i mean i understand that like she did all this work but like that that truly was about her relationship with vision WandaVision obviously um and that this is like on a whole nother level also like WandaVision brings her to her magic um through like you know Agatha and everything which we don't get to see fleshed out in WandaVision because that's at the end so I don't think it I think it very much still in lines with what's happening in WandaVision it's just not what we wanted to see happen but I think there is groundwork there that like Wanda could get back to that person yeah. with like Monica Rambo or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, one thing I did like that they did with her makeup in this was that they did like, like an Agatha style makeup when she's like about to fight the Citadel or whatever it's called. Comertage. It's called the Citadel. Um, what is it? Comertage. Yeah. She like has like the eyebrows and like the makeup. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. This is really good makeup right now. It's like one of the only times I've like really paid attention to something like that. Witchcraft makeup. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I really liked it. And she was just such a, a strong point of this movie. Such like a force. And I was really happy with how they handled it. And she kicked everybody's ass. And I definitely think that she will be back in, in one way or another. They're not going to just let this character go, especially like not just getting crushed by a bunch of rocks. You know, they I am guessing if they don't bring her back, they will bring back maybe the 838 Wanda that we saw or somebody else. I'm not 100% sure, but... It didn't seem like they were going to bring back that Wanda, because it's, like, I her story Yeah, she's, like, of, doing her thing. Yeah. 
but that uh, was that was a great scene though i mean because they did such a good job throughout the movie as establishing wanda is like you cannot beat scarlet witch like with her with the dark hold is like maybe the most powerful individual in all multiverses and having it end with like america chavez realizing like this isn't going to work in any way except like just showing you like right. the fruit that's going to be born of these efforts, which is like futile from the start. Which everyone had been kind of hinting at. Like everyone keeps saying like, what do you think this is actually going to look like if you succeed? Like, what do you, what do you think is going to happen? Like everyone is asking her this and she's just like so worried about getting there that she hasn't thought about like what it would be like to be there. And um and yeah america is the one that you know obviously points it out and it says right before like will will you be able to live with yourself right and like face your children if this is like how you're gonna do it and like this wanda or this scarlet witch is not capable of being a parent right now like um as soon as she takes over you know the other body she leaves her kids at home like yeah She's not anywhere close to the right mind state. Um, and that was just like a really powerful scene for me because uh, I I like the actors for the for the sons and I thought they did a good job, you know, just abject horror. And it almost was funny being like, it's a witch. Yeah. <laughs> like you have no idea. <laughs> um. OK, so America Chavez, we've t- mentioned oh. Can I say one more thing that I saw a great comparison on Reddit, which I had not thought about um, in that Wanda's motivations, very similar to Kingpin's in into the spider verse. Harnessing the power to travel to different universes to find their lost families. Oh yeah. And then defeating them in part by showing them to their family and scaring them into being. I like, hadn't thought about it. that at all. Yeah, definitely. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. Someone, someone said that and someone was like, they just straight up stole this. I was like, not exactly, but it's super similar, but that's all. Um, but yeah, so America Chavez, I mean, we've been talking about her a bit um, in this episode, but so did we do, I guess, do I know who this person is? Had we talked about her? Was she, in the video game that you played and or did we already know that she was going to be in this movie? We knew that she was going to be in this. Okay. Um, they had cast her when they announced that this movie was happening. Um, but this was the first exposure that I've actually had to the character. Definitely not in any games that I've played, not mentioned in any prior movies. This is a brand new character. Cause you played that game with like Miss Marvel and like Kate Bishop and stuff. Yeah. But she wasn't no, in not that. in that. So this is a new character. What um, did you think of her? I I liked it. I thought that it was confusing how they introduced her. Um, I think that could have maybe been smoother. Um, like, I don't even remember them saying her name was America. And then, like, he's having that conversation with um, Scarlet Witch. And she's like, you can bring America. I'm like, oh, did we know her name was that? <laughs> like, I, I'm pretty uh, sure that she said it when uh, she's having... She's, like, eating with Wong yeah, and yeah. Doctor Strange. Um, and, like, they have this, like, really beautiful relationship that she's had with other Doctor Stranges or an, or another Doctor Strange. Um, and, like, I think it works, but it did feel like this... It already kind of felt like we were supposed to know who she was in some ways, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think that... But I liked her and I liked the actress. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I do think it would have benefited from a bit more breathing room for her character because they just like did her exposition later on by using that weird like, here's like, we'll show you your memories. And I was like, really? Like, like I don't know. And it was like all of like a minute. I think she deserved a bit more than that. And I've also seen like the criticism of like her whole arc in this movie is like, I don't know how to control my powers. And then Doctor Strange being like, no, like you totally can. And she's like, Oh, true. <laughs> I mean, you do Which see is like her a classic, like, trope. Getting some control over it. Like, the first time she punches the wall in that, like, room. Yeah. Like, there are moments of it. But, yeah, like, she... The way she shows Scarlet Witch, like, that thing, I was like, how did she know how to do that, like, specifically? 
Right. Yeah. I, I just thought it was like, I mostly just thought that that was funny. It, I don't, it didn't really bother me that much in the moment. But I think they could have resolved it easily by just having like one scene earlier of him being like, okay, like focus, like concentrate, like try and do it right now. Yeah. And, and then her like not being able to do it then, but then, you know, learning how to do it kind of, um, even if it wasn't like perfect. Um, I think they could have easily done that. Yeah. I do. But I also was like, I think she, she could do it because she's been doing right, it she's just been doing like out of time. fear. Yeah. Right. That's just like a classic. Kind of like the way Ned learns how to do the yeah. magic thing. It doesn't bother me just because that's just a classic like learning your powers like thing. Yeah. It's like you just have to control you gotta it. Gotta jump off the like, building. It's a little cliche, but like I don't care, <laughs> quite frankly. So we... I was uh, curious before the movie came out how they would handle Mordo because that was like the big cliffhanger from the first movie. And to my surprise, like they didn't. Right. They <laughs> which, don't do it in our universe. Which I thought was really interesting because this is like a character that we hadn't seen on screen or in universe in a very significant amount of time. And what he had started doing at the end of the first Doctor Strange was like pretty fucked up. I mean, he was like robbing sorcerers of their abilities, starting with a guy who was using it to walk. Um, so obviously we're supposed to hate this guy, but I forgot I like, about him and like why he hated Steven. Like it didn't really resonate with me, but I think they caught us up pretty quickly. Steven's like, yeah, he hates me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, he like violated the natural order of things. And we can assume that he would hate him even more after the events of infinity war and Endgame, but I would have liked to see some of that fold out on screen rather than just him talking about it. But, um, clearly they are opening up a third movie here that takes place in the main universe. So I'm, what do you mean? The main universe, like the six one six universe, like the whole thing with the post credit scene. If we get a third doctor strange movie, it'll address like that. I, hope. I thought ours was the main universe. Six one six. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, when he's back and that portal gets opened up, like, that's an opening for a third movie. Oh, and maybe, like, literally. when he's... Yeah, he'll be, he'll be there. Because I really want to see the follow-through on that because he's not going to really be able to rally public opinion now that Doctor Strange is hailed as a hero. People like sorcerers. But he's also a sorcerer. Yeah, but he's, like, I don't know. In that other universe, they seem to like him enough. But what? it's implied Wait, that... Wait, who, Mordo? Yeah. Yeah. It's implied I, that he's, like, maybe the reason that He seems Steven... like a, a backstabber type of guy. He's For got sure. ulterior motives. But I did... I liked having him back just because I liked that actor, and he did a good job playing this alternate version of him. Do you want to talk about, um... What is it? Eight... eight, eight? I think it was 838. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, Universe 838. The fan service universe, as I will be calling it. Right, and I will say that... <laughs> Um, for a movie called Multiverse of Madness, I do think it's funny that we basically spent all of our time in like one universe. Well, we go to that other one with the dark Doctor yeah. Strange. And it's like, yeah, technically we also see like 12 other ones, but like, it's just like a montage. Still pretty cool though. The paint universe, there's an animated universe. Um, that was fun. Yeah. We didn't need to. No, we didn't. I, I think it would have been... This movie was already like chaotic enough without bouncing around to a billion different universes. But, um, yeah. Also the so, dream one. Right. So the main one, though, we end up in when uh, they are escaping from Wanda at, what? What is it? Mount Wondagore? And they wow, get... Wow, I wonder who that's about. <laughs> and they get launched to alternate new york city which they really like to grow plants on their buildings and they go on red it's just <laughs> like a nicer i think that's it it's implied that it's like visually a nicer utopian a bit yeah and they have pizza balls and they're like more with it <laughs> right and food is free except for bruce campbell who makes you pay for the pizza balls i don't think food was free oh yeah i guess food is not free in that universe um so, yeah, like you said, this was clearly the fan service universe because they waste no time in letting us know what we're getting into. Because like, oh, my God, I we our theater like was audibly responding when John Krasinski shows up. I mean, yeah. So even before that, they like give you a little a little tidbit because the 
838 Christine is like, I work for the Baxter Foundation. So everyone's wondering, <gasps> like, oh, my gosh. And, you know, that something is coming because, I mean, the, the rumors have been widespread for this movie. And I'm pretty sure, like, I did look it up afterward because I knew that footage had leaked like five days before the movie came out. And that footage was Wanda killing all of the Illuminati. So I was like, damn, how did that get out? That's fucked. Avoided it. it. Avoided it. But well, I think it was like somewhat like guessed that agent Carter would be Mm -hmm. as, um, what's it? Uh, captain captain UK. I don't know. They called her captain Carter. Okay. Captain Carter. Um, like, I think that's not, that wasn't a surprise to me to see her, but I was shocked that they had specifically John Krasinski as, yeah. uh, Reed. Uh, Reed. Yeah. Yeah. I was most shocked by him and Black Bolt being there. Um, Professor X obviously teased in the trailer. Not, not as surprised with that, but like, you know, it's pretty wild that people are like pretty cool about it, you know? It's it's not quite to the level of the of No Way Home's crossovers because like that seemed for various reasons like less likely. I don't know why, but to go from that and then just a couple months later like bringing in like Patrick Stewart and yeah and John Krasinski and but for me again it wasn't like that the characters were in the world it was like the, specifically the... <laughs> that they cast the person that the whole internet wanted to cast the meme cast and if I'm being honest he was just okay yeah <laughs> but again he, I was he didn't saying... have very much to do here yeah and and his I was writing was... earlier yeah like the writing of them being like this council like seemed it was like lame yeah well I and I think that was the point it's it's funny seeing people's reactions to this. Like I really loved it. And I think the way that they handled it was like perfect because like these were not going to be the, the prime incarnations of these characters anyway, even if John Krasinski comes back, like it's going to be handled very differently. And it'll be weird if they do that. Cause like if these characters return, it's the first time that we see them on screen, they all get brutally massacred. Yeah. I mean, and then they show up again, like in another movie in the future, maybe, I don't know. They have, it's a fan service. So of course they have to like kill them all right. immediately. Like, what's the alternative? And like, good. Also right. like y'all were wrong. <laughs> right. So I, it makes sense to me because like the comics versions of the Illuminati, as I understand it, it's usually Reed Richards is almost always a part of it, but it's also like, Iron Man is usually on it, which is why the Tom Cruise Iron Man was like rumored. And I do think there's an Iron Man in that universe because the Ultron drones are there. Um, Glad we didn't see Tom Cruise. Right. Black Panther is usually included. Um, Obviously, they didn't touch that. Um, Namor, who has not been introduced yet. So this is like a bit of a different amalgamation. But I think there are some comic readers and fans that might be... uh, overestimating the popularity of the Marvel Illuminati as a unit, because I saw a Reddit comment being like, they took a, a group as like famous as like the Illuminati and like turned them into a, just like cannon fodder. And a couple other folks being like, I don't think this is, people don't know what the Marvel Illuminati is. And uh, no one would take it seriously. If you said that, I to think somebody. it's silly that they went with, I mean, I understand that there's an Illuminati in the world of the comics, but like we also are aware that there's like an Illuminati and it's like silly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, it's one, it's very comic booky. Like so, I was like, rolling my eyes when they were like, you have to go see the, and that was before we even saw who it was. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I mean, and then immediately I was like, <gasps> <laughs> there's a whole other thing. I think there's a, there's a council of reeds which is Reed oh Richards from like several multiverses, which is that very... sounds like something Reed would do. Oh yeah. And so it may, they waste no time in showing us that not only are these like incarnations of, of these characters that we have either seen memes about for John Krasinski or have been like Anson Mount playing black bolt from the fucking horrible abc and humans tv show but is it the same actor same actor oh i didn't realize that Yeah, same guy different suit but same guy he has a face for it i guess got a fork on his head yeah um his death was the most brutal oh yeah horrifying but so i i thought it was really interesting that it's like i just the i know it was painful for him more than me but um 
these are the I guess the original theory was that this is going to be like a multiversal Avengers, but really it's just the Avengers from this this one universe. So these are not like it's not Patrick Stewart ripped out of the Fox X-Men movies. It's another Professor X. And I think uh, according to some people, I it's heresy. I know never watched the 90s X-Men cartoon, but his yellow hover chair apparently is straight from that. And I did notice that they played the theme song from it. When I didn't he, notice when his the character music, is introduced. They played it like a piano version of it. I don't remember it being yellow, his little hovercraft thing. I know like um, Wolverine is like super yellow in yeah. the cartoon. But um, I did really love that we got a classic Charles in the mind thing. That did feel like from the 2000s and all that like type of trying to like get through to Wanda and that. And that was... That was really cool. And then again, a horrifying death. They all died in such horrifying yeah. ways. Someone pointed out that this was the uh, second time that Professor X has died to a redhead with extremely I know, strong... I know, I was thinking, <laughs> I was like, this is big Phoenix vibes. Also, um, it went over my head, but he apparently quoted Days of Future Past when he was talking about like why he trusted this Stephen Strange to like be better. I didn't know that it was a quote, but it sounded very in line with the Dr. X that I know. Also, obviously, it's Pastor Stewart, who's looking quite old. Yeah, he looks pretty old in this, And for when sure. he, as you said, had his Steve Jobs look. Got his turtleneck on. I'm this like, damn, this guy's st he's still out there doing Star Trek Picard, too. Yeah, so I know. good for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, past the inherent goofiness of the Illuminati, like, I really loved that they were able to do this. And, and it worked. I thought it, worked. it really worked. The, the explanation of, like, what happened to their Stephen Strange was really cool, and it gave some more context on what the Darkhold does to somebody and, like, the whole dreamwalking thing. Also, loved the flashback on Titan to them killing him um, because we see that they just like it seemed like they just stabbed thanos he just had a giant sword sticking out of his chest um which Who's sword which, who hell's right yeah which maybe Doctor also strange. which makes you wonder like this was not one of the 84 million universes that dr strange saw in infinity where he's like no i missed that one where we just fucking stabbed him but uh th them all being there and i didn't even really mention um the lashana lynch captain marvel like that was really cool um, yeah, I like that they got her back for that. Black Bolt being the one to kill him by saying I'm sorry, like super cool and gives you just enough that you need to know about his powers to explain exactly. why what he does it works a minute really later well. blows his head up from the inside out. Yeah. And also it just fits so much that like Reed Richards would be a member of this group that's so far up their own asses that they think they can handle Scarlet Witch themselves. Just oh, by like, yeah. talking her down. They're like, oh, she's no problem. You're the problem. Which I do agree that Doctor Strange is the problem, as we know from, like, What If and this other universe. And, like, we have seen bad versions of Doctor Strange enough. But, like, they didn't know what they were getting into. No, they definitely underestimated Scarlet Witch. Um, which people are mad that, like, they're like, oh, they, like, went out so fast, which they did. Maybe we could have had more of a fight scene. Would have been fan service -y. But also, like... They literally were cannon fodder. Like, this was supposed to be like, yeah, these are some of the strongest, smartest individuals, and they are nothing when they're going up against Scarlet Witch. Like, that's the point. And I thought that it was a good fight scene. Like, they all kind of died in, like, their own power. Like, the, the shield obviously goes through her, and, like, Reed gets, like, turned spaghetti. Yeah, and, oh, like, the obviously the sound one, and then... um. Mm. Not Captain Monica, Marvel gets, but uh, what's her name? Um, I Captain Marvel. Maria. Maria. Um, hers is like whatever, but I guess she gets like her powers like sapped and then crushed yeah. by a statue. Because uh, I'm assuming like Captain Carter and this Captain Marvel probably not, but like these other characters we will see again. I mean, they went out of their way. They, I don't oh, think... Oh, I think we could see a Captain Carter again. We could. I just don't know I when. think people like that. Like, I don't... They could always recast 
they could do another Reed Richards. Maybe this John Krasinski one was just like a stunt cast, but I think he wants to do it. I know he does. And I, I mean, I said he was just okay, but like, I do think that was the writing. Like, I don't think they put much thought into like this Illuminati scene, which is like a problem, but, and, but they also like had like this introductory thing for black bolt, which makes me think we're going to see black bolt again because they mentioned him being king of the inhumans and, the keeper of the Terrigen mist. Like everyone's going to be like, what the fuck does that mean? I don't know if they're going to bring this in with the space invasion. Uh, they could, but also Miss Marvel is usually an inhuman. And while it doesn't seem like she's going to be an inhuman in the show, I mean, anything could happen. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind seeing John Krasinski as it. Um, I don't know if Emily Blunt was upset that, like, she didn't get to be Invisible <laughs> Woman in this. Or maybe she was there and we just didn't see her. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was interesting that he has kids um, because yeah. those were not introduced. That was a that was the coldest line that Wanda delivered in this whole movie. Yeah, that's like, her not being reasonable. At least still, still has someone to take care of them. Like, damn. Should have just given up then, Reed. So then from this universe, they go to the dark universe with the other Doctor Strange, the other other Doctor Strange, um, which, oh, well, I guess like as a, a pause point right here, how many what if episodes come to life in this? Yeah, Cause we have zombies, a zombie, one zombie, right? We got a zombie. We have shades of the Doctor Strange one, but not exactly. But like we see him using like basically that creature thing. I would say that counts. Yeah. Um, We have Captain Carter. uh, Carter. Obviously. Um, I was forgetting some of the what if episodes. I think that's it. Um, Because like we have the we didn't do the Black Panther one. We didn't do the Thor one. (laughs) And then there were like two episodes at the end that were like the Infinity Ultron. And yeah. Stuff. yeah, no, the, none of that. But I think, um, yeah, the nods to it were really cool. And obviously the Captain Carter one, you don't need to have seen what if for that. But I love that they are entwining those ideas together in this way. They're just saying, what if what's possible? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is one of my, I have two favorite scenes, which I guess we'll talk about at the end, but one of them was definitely this like music note. That was so cool. Like it was a little like, what the fuck is happening? But also like, what a fun way to like incorporate music. And like, I don't know. I just loved it. I was like, it doesn't really make sense. So unexpected. I just was so surprised. I was like, why? Why, why is he pulling the, the music notes out? And then it just kept going. And they, they just did this little piano riff back and forth. And I was like, this was so fun. And I'm glad they put this in. Yeah, like some people really didn't like this. But like, it's so unique. Like, And like, I don't know be... what movie that would fit in other than this. Right. Like you could just have them go back and forth with like some CGI powers or just like do something like really inventive with it, which he did, which I'm like, this is really cool. I love that. And that, I just love the attitude of that Doctor Strange for some reason. Just like the way that Benedict Cumberbatch was playing him. I was like, this is clearly a very different person. Because we didn't really get to see the other Stranges too much. Obviously, the one was already dead. And the one from the beginning of the movie also died very quickly. But, um, yeah, so, you know, like, we just finished Moon Knight. We were not talking Oscar Isaac uh, performances as different personalities here. But that's not what... It's not the same thing at all. Right. But still. Because I think the point is that Doctor Strange across all universes is pretty, kind of similar, similar and makes similar choices. Always which... messes things up with Christine. <laughs> yes. Consistent. Um, That's like, what do they call that in? What was it in? Um, in that episode of Doctor Strange, um, when there's like one thing that always happens throughout every universe. Oh, a uh, set. No, it's not uh, like a set. They had some name for it, but him. Uh, him blowing things with Christine is a one of those points. It was something point. I don't know. Yeah. Um. I mean, we already kind of touched on this at the beginning, but I think the journey that Stephen has to go on, his like character development in this, is way better than his character development in the first movie because he has a lot to work on in the first movie. Like he's such a like an arrogant like prick or whatever, but he's still kind of an arrogant prick at the end of Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, he's just like a little bit better. 
Um, but in this one, I feel like he actually learned Agreed. something. And his relationship with this kid is like such a nice continuation, kind of probably inadvertently to the Spider-Man one that yeah. got started. Like, I don't think that was on purpose, but it kind of makes sense that he's like, learning to be a mentor through these like younger avengers right um and i just really liked it i really like steven in this more than i have in like any movie he's popped up in yeah that's a that's a shock to hear you say that i mean not really but I just there's only like one way been, to go yeah <laughs> i'm also I mean, glad that wong was in this more than Hell like yeah. obviously spider-man he was barely in but yeah wong doing his thing and he just like He's also, like, very constant and consistent, like, in how he appears as a character. Yeah. It makes me wonder where Shang-Chi was during this whole thing. <laughs> him and him and Katie were just, like, hiding somewhere in Camertage, scared out of their fucking minds. Um, what do we think about Christine in this movie? Because she was pretty sidelined in the first one. I, they, that movie wasted Rachel McAdams. Yeah, kind of funny that she was in this more... Um... I liked it. I I think she like filled a good role, but like there wasn't that still not that much yeah. to her character. My more as like a conscience yeah, for Steven. I agree, but I still think it did her justice way more than number one. And I liked how like the whole like are you happy thing like tied in like throughout the movie. Yeah. Like, that was a really interesting take on things. And that that dark Doctor Strange, um, did have that same moment so that means he became dark after i guess like this moment where dr strange uses the dark hold is kind of like when he also did to mm -hmm. defeat wanda i think that's what he was yeah referencing when he said i couldn't defeat and it was like who didn't you defeat and he never answers it yeah um and i think it was a reference to wanda i think so scarlet witch so like I think if he had made a different choice with America, he would have gone down that same exact path. Yeah, that that other I agree. Strange went down. Um, why does he have to have that third eye, though, at the end? I, I just think it's gross. It is pretty gross. It also doesn't look that good, like, CGI-wise. Uh, you know, I am going to go... I'm going to go with my gut and say that's not something that they're going to stick with. <laughs> I going... don't know. It was in the post credit scene with It Charlie. was there, but, like, you know, next time he shows up, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he, like, opens it one time and he's like, no, I don't really like using it. <laughs> I, mean, I had another plot point question. So, like, at the end, um, we know that Scarlet Witch, like, destroys, like, the mountain, and then Doctor yeah. Strange is like, oh, she destroyed the in all universes how did she do that i think it was just like in every universe that is like the source i don't know it it doesn't really make sense but in wandavision they mentioned how she's like a nexus being or whatever so she like a version of her exists in every universe period and um Maybe that has something to do with it, like because it was built for her and she's using her powers to destroy it. Maybe when she did that, she was destroying it in every universe. Yeah, in which case that would deprive every Darkhold of its power. It's called a Nexus event. Speaking of Nexus. That tracks. In a okay. What if. Glad we cleared that up. Um, I just had a couple of like overall thoughts and then maybe talk about that last yeah. post credit scene. I mean, we've already mentioned it a little bit. Um, one thing I thought looked weird and I thought it looked weird throughout the whole movie was that Steven looked like an avatar almost like he kind of looked fake in every iteration. I don't really of notice that. I kind of think Benedict Cumberbatch just looks like that. <laughs> it might be like, I don't know something about his like makeup. Even I felt like he was like placed in there. Like he was like a cartoon of himself almost. Weird. Like, it was weird. He just seemed what is that like something valley uncanny valley yeah he seemed a little interesting i, I didn't really know. get that at all it bothered me from like the very first time we saw him i was like why does he look weird <laughs> but it could have <laughs> just looks like that does kind of look weird he's an odd looking guy um 
And you were worried that the movie was going to be too short because it was only two hours. Yeah, that was not a problem. No, they they fit a lot in. But I it... mean, I, I have said a couple times throughout this that it could have benefited from fleshing out like a bit of like pre really going crazy Scarlet Witch, maybe a bit more for America Chavez. And I wouldn't have been mad if they had let the end ride out a bit longer um, and maybe like because we got that post credit scene, which we'll talk about. But like, I would have appreciated just like a bit more. Like, I just want to know like what the state of the world is right now. So just give me like some more like strange and long hanging out, which I know we got a little bit of that in Comertage, but it felt like it went from the climax to the end really quickly. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, what else did we need to see happen? Right. Yeah. Nothing was needed. But, you know, I wouldn't have said no. <laughs> like, I, I was saying before we went in, like, again, like, I'm really not mad about it being two hours. It worked for it. But I was like, every time a Marvel movie comes out, I want it to be long just because I want more. <laughs> it's just greedy. I think if they had done, like, more post stuff, it would have been, like, too pontificating. Like, yeah. oh, this is what we learned from the, like, you know. I mean, the only other thing would be, like, if they were going to hint towards Scarlet Witch about anything, which they didn't show anything, but like, I think that was intentional because they probably don't know what they want to yeah, do. Yeah, they could, they could leave her dead. They could bring her back later. They don't know. Like, I, they don't know what they're going to do with white vision either. So there's so many. Yeah, open that would have been right good now. to bring up. So, um, I, I thought that they did really good battle fight scenes throughout this whole movie and there were a lot but not like too much where i was like oh this is all just like fighting i just thought that they every moment was like we're we're fighting for our lives through like these universes and it worked really well they totally took into account the complaints from the fight scenes in the first movie which was that they were mostly like fist fights with some magic like embellishments and really changed that up they really didn't use magic that much no it was just the way the way everything was shot, I think I don't know who did the cinematography, so I'm just gonna chalk it up to Sam Raimi out of laziness. Just like really creative stuff. Um, the guy next to me, uh, at the theater, like when it ended, he's like, "Oh man, like that cinematography was just like, whoo!" Like he was, he and his friends were talking about it, but like you know, there were bits and pieces like when Wanda was stuck in the mirror dimension and ah, uh, that was so cool. Forces her way out of it through a gong. And her body is all like deformed when she comes out. Like really cool. Also, like who else can manage to do that except her? Also, her looking like a zombie at the end yeah. when she's like one footed, like they, kind of going after. They them. made her look like a zombie without having any actual blood on her. She had something. Was well, that it was like, dirt? It was like uh, oil from the Ultron drones because she uh, one of the heads flies yeah. out and it's like spraying it everywhere. Ah, uh, she looks so good. I yeah. mean, Elizabeth Olsen oscar worthy she fucking crushed it man um she's i feel like an underrated actress because she's like in these movies yeah and she's just incredible so good um yeah and so i think that's that's it um and then we get like this charlie's theorem which did you know who that was who she's supposed to be no uh and my my only like last like small note on the main movie is that I can't believe that the zombie Doctor Strange turned out to be a good guy because everybody you see him in the trailer, like spreading out his like demon wing things. I'm like, oh, that's that's definitely this is this is bad news bears. I honestly forgot what was in the trailer, which I'm glad. Yeah, because I knew that there was that scene with Wanda in the orchard or whatever. But I mean, it was I will give them that it was a good trailer. It told you nothing about the actual plot of the movie, which I realized. I was like, I've seen so many of these rumors and I've seen the trailer, but like, I don't really know what the plot is going to be. But uh, yeah, so the, the post credit scene, well, the movie itself ends with Stephen uh, getting his third eye open and passing when out he's like, of a crosswalk. Looks like he's about to like try to go on a date or something. He's like starting he's his just, life. Yeah, he's just chilling. And it's like, psych. And I was like, this is just messed Get up. Get dark-holded bitch. But so immediately, well, not immediately, some time has passed. Uh, I guess he is he's gotten used to his third eye um, as as one does, I guess. And we are introduced to a new character. Yeah. Charlie's Theron wearing a purple getup and she has blonde hair. And I was like, who the hell is this? No idea. Is she related to Harry Styles? It's entirely possible, I guess. But I have a Wikipedia page up here because I noticed that 
she says something about and he triggered an incursion which we know is really bad news because when you spend too long inhabit i think it's if you're in another dimension for too long or just inhabiting someone's body in another dimension for too long or something the two universes can start to like crash into each other so he has apparently done this and last time uh steven strange in another universe did that it destroyed an entire reality and he got killed for it she opened a portal to the dark dimension where dormammu was hanging out oh, in the first movie. We know that that was the dark dimension. Like, it just I, like space. I confirmed it, but no, it it was like because there were very specific like textures and colors. Because when this is like from the what if episode? No, from the first movie when you know the whole scene where he's like Dormammu, I've come to bargain, and he gets killed a billion oh, times. Oh yeah, it's that. And Charlize Theron is playing a character named Clea, who is a sorceress, and. Described here, the disciple, lover, and eventual wife of Stephen Strange. And also, I think she, like, hails from the Dark Dimension. She is, in the comics, the niece of Dormammu. Interesting. Who we were introduced to as this near incomprehensible like otherworldly being. Yeah, he had a kind of a face. Clea seems very much human, but I think she is... Uh, kind of royalty of that dimension and seems like she is recruiting him to help her with something. So fascinating bit of a, a tie-in to the first movie, but also an introduction to Charlie Theron, which is always a plus. Yeah, I I think that's great. Yeah, but I had no idea who the hell it was. I but <laughs> I, I don't know about this whole plot thing. I'm like, whatever. Like, I guess that'll come when it comes. I'm not going to think too much about it. Yeah, it'll like, probably be another six years before we get any resolution on it. So Like, it doesn't specifically excite me about anything. No, like, if it's... they had introduced, like, more of, like, Fantastic Four or X-Men or something, like, that would have been more interesting. Um, but, like, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I think that... That is where a lot of people's expectations got carried away. I think was this movie was always like speculated to be a cameo fest and we got one scene that was, and I think that was for the best because while it would have been fun to like see Deadpool show up in a post credit scene or get mention or even like see like some more members of the fantastic four or the X-Men in a post credit scene, it didn't need to happen because clearly they have plans for those to happen somewhat organically in their own uh, time. But I think people got a little out of control about just like, they wanted things to happen so badly that were not really founded on anything like the Tom Cruise, Iron Man thing. And they were disappointed when it didn't happen, but it was like, there was never any concrete evidence of this at all. It's just the hype machine. So when the second post credit <laughs> scene rolled around, uh, which I thought was hilarious I'm very keeping with Sam Raimi being Sam Raimi. Oh, yeah, because, of course, he had Bruce Campbell in this, uh, who is in all the, the Spider-Man movies and all of his other movies have had him in some capacity. Uh, coming to the end of his three week bout of punching himself in the face before looking into the camera and saying it's over. Cut to black. Several people in our theater were like, oh, my God, like I waited through the entire credits for that. It was the Captain America. Uh, it was the Spider-Man Homecoming, like post post credit scene, just even more fourth wall breaky, which is the whole like right patience. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's wrap up. Um... I mean, I don't know what my favorite scene from this would be. My, like, small scene is definitely the music note scene, but my actual favorite scene is when Scarlet Witch attacks the, uh... Illuminati? No. Or Carmitage? Carmitage. Yeah. And, like, yeah, including, like, the, the water yeah. scene. Um, but, like, that whole fight and, and them doing, like, the shield and then her getting their heads, like, it was just... And she was doing, like, such... Her, like, line delivery was very, like, it was kind of corny, but I thought she, like, made it work. Where oh, she's, yeah. like, and they, like, zoom up on her face and, like, how she's saying certain words. I was, like, I love this. I like when she goes behind that guy and she's, like, run. Yeah, man, that was a really good scene. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. I mean, 
I would be hard pressed to pick one favorite though. I think the the ending scene where America punches Scarlet Witch into the dimension where she is like forced to reckon with what she's doing is probably my favorite just because like that needed like that's you know that's what what needs to happen. They've hinted at it so heavily and just like even though it was like really sad seeing like her kids like react like that, it was also very cathartic as the audience to be like see like this is like your your rampage is is leading you nowhere good and like she finally like that clicks also if america was able to find dr strange in that other random universe why can't she find her mom's no idea okay and like she's still like not really working on finding them but i think she it's good that she's learning the powers yeah um but yeah i was like okay that's it's a little unclear why or the house that's they also just... you mentioned this i think in a moon knight episode which it's not a spoiler if you haven't watched moon knight but you were like they banned dr strange from some countries because there's like lesbian characters which they're like not even characters yeah they're on the screen for 10 seconds like she... that's so silly and she's wearing a she's wearing a they... pride flag pin on her jacket like that's it was banned that's yeah i mean they're they're, they're they're fragile about it you know but yeah it's hardly anything which is you know that's another story but great well um i hope you enjoyed the movie and this episode yeah. um and happy to to discuss and we look forward to um all of the uh multiverses to come yeah our mcu new experiences will continue i know miss marvel and thor love and thunder are coming up in the next couple months which is exciting um but as usual we will we will be bouncing throughout the dc cinematic universe and a bunch of other random assorted comic book movies for y'all so enjoy and in the meantime we, we are, are out, out of, of the, the multiverse oh the multiverse